Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shir Mandafion. My name is Yitzchak Shalom and we are now at Mishnah um, Zion of uh, the first parak of Masachat Sotah on Daf Chet Amud Bet. Uh, and the Mishnah and all of, uh, nearly all of the intendant, uh, Gemara is Agadic. The measure that a person puts out, that's how he's measured back, meaning that he is punished in such a way. Now on the page, I noted that the notion of Midah Kenegad Midah plays out two different ways, which are really polar opposites. One is that the same thing you do, you get back, and the other one is the same way you prepare it, you get back the opposite, something that's, that's a, um, uh, sort of a counterbalance. And we'll see how both of them play out, both in our Mishnah and our Gemara. Second thing, which I did not note on the page, is that Midah Kenegad Midah is both something that is legislated, as we see, and is also something which is metaphysically true, that this is the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu deals with us. We'll see both. She dressed herself up and adorned herself in order to seduce the guy. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu commands that she be degraded. That's opposite. She revealed herself in order to seduce him. So God revealed her also. That is in kind. The sin started with her thigh, and then the stomach. So the thigh is destroyed first, and then the stomach. But the rest of the body isn't spared either. That's the Mishnah. Now, as an introduction to the whole Sugiyama of Yosef, Batil. He says something which is very enigmatic. He says, even though the Midah is is gone, Bimida is not gone. What does that mean? Damav Yosef, even though the Sanhedrin is no longer exists in its uh, ideal form. Nevertheless, the four four types of execution have not been cancelled. They, they are cancelled. There is no execution. Meaning that the same ruling in a heavenly court or heavenly uh, sentencing still applies as follows. Someone who did something that had a bait and been around, they would have been given uh, the, the punishment of skila. He either ends up falling off a roof or an animal uh, rips him to pieces. Because that's what happens in skila. You're thrown off this high cliff and you're smashed up. If somebody was they end up being in a fire on a or a snake bites them and the poison is fire in internal fire someone who uh, has to be decapitated he ends up giving hand over to the Romans and that's what they do gets attacked someone who's supposed to be choked he drowns and there's another form of asphyxiation he dies of a particular kind of a disease that ends up uh, uh, choking him Okay, so that's what Rav Yosef says, that even though the Midah is Batel, Bimidah is not Batel, meaning HaKadosh Baruch Hu finds other ways, if the Beitin is not available, to get to the person in a way that's poetic justice. How do we know that such a principle exists? 
in its se'ah, in its measure, when it's sent out, that's how you contend with it. So when HaKadosh Baruch Hu contends with them, when they send, he sends them out, we'll see who they are on Daf Bet, on Amud Bet, uh, sorry, on Tadamur Aleph, uh, in their measure. So in the LSA, I only I only know that that's true about a large measure like a say I mean or both takava, chatzitakav, kava, chatzikav, rova, chatzi rova, tuman vuchlavinain. How do I know that it's true even about the smallest things? These are descending measures. Tamudomar ki on so in barash. Every saon, which is like a mini sa'ah, is is uh is shaking uh, as a soain, which means every little bit also is measured. Soain, soain. Manachikol prutab, prutab mitzdarf at lecheshbon gadol. Romero continues and says, how do I know that every little penny adds up and as nothing is forgotten, so that every act that a person does counts and then the midah keneg midah kicks in. Tamal lomar, achat leachat lemtzor cheshbon. Pasuk in Kohelet. Now, and he continues on this, and that's why the sugi is here. We see the same thing with the sota. The same mida that she used, that's how he gets measured. Some of these are in our Mishnah, but most of these are not. She stood outside of her house to seduce the paramour. Therefore, the coin places her at the Nikanor gate, and everybody sees her. So that's in kind. He She put fancy clothes on her hair, on her head, to seduce him. That's why the Kohen takes her head cover off. That's the opposite. He puts it down below her feet to degrade it. She put makeup on her face. The Fichach Paneha Morikot, therefore her face ends up uh, going green, disgusting. She put rouge on her eyes, the fichach in therefore her eyes bug out. These are all opposites, obviously. He, you know, she tried to make herself very attractive. The result is she becomes even uglier. And this is going to tie in with a piece we'll see at the end of this uh, set. He she braided her hair very nicely. Therefore, the coin undoes her braid. He she used a finger to signal to him. Therefore, fingernails fall out. He she put on a very faint kind of belt to uh, to entice him. Therefore, the coin brings a very thick rope. And ties it above her breasts on her, around her chest. She exposed her thigh. Therefore, her thigh collapses. She there, then accepted him on her stomach. Therefore, her stomach explodes. She fed him fancy food. Therefore, her korban, again opposite, is animal food. She fed him good wine. These are all, of course, suppositions about the typical seduction scene. She gave him fancy wine in nice vessels. Therefore, the Kohen gives her these bitter waters, opposed to nice wine, in an earthenware jug. He she behaved in discretion. Therefore, God, who is Yoshev Beseter Elyon, also in seclusion, he pays attention to her. The eye of the adulterer waits for the night. Thinking nobody's going to see me. <coughs> Guess what? God sees you and then God nails you. There's another version of that last one. She behaved in seclusion, Hamakom Persama Begalu Yakorish Baruch who publicized her. Shnamar Tikase Sin A Be 
מהשעון, תגלה רעתו בקהל. So uh, you do this terrible thing quietly and it's publicized. Now, that's the brighter. Since you used the third pasuk to tell me that <coughs> each thing counts to, to the cheshbon, what do I need the second pasuk? This is the question. One doesn't teach me enough, I need two. Two doesn't teach me enough, I need three. So then I have to turn around and say, once I have three, what do I need two and one for? So what do I need the second pasuk about every little measure? The answer is Lechemida, because the Pasuk in Koala, Pasuk number 3, doesn't teach me anything about poetic justice, it just teaches me that everything accumulates. Pasuk 2 tells me about Mida. Once I already know Mida, even about a small measure from the second Pasuk, what do I need the first Pasuk? The answer is that's for something else. Kodesh Baruch Hu does not exact punishment from a nation until they're being exiled. He doesn't punish them along the way. He waits until they've totally completed their sinfulness and they're about to be sent out and then he hits them with everything. So in its measure, when he sends it out, then he attacks. Is that true? Why are there three cups mentioned uh, of, the, the, of cups of punishment the Egyptians are going to drink in Nevi'im? The one that they suffered during the time of Moshe, Yitzhak Mitzrayim. One that she'll drink at the end of days along with all of the other nations that oppressed us. So you see that they got punished even though they weren't done. So you think maybe the people in Egypt uh, now are not the same as that were then, now being atoned by Cheney, as not the same as then, and therefore that nation got it and got totaled and was finished now, and other nations living in the same land. So that's not true. But Tanya, I'm Rabbi Yehuda, he told the story. I had a friend among the students of Rabbi Kiva who was a Ger Mitzri, meaning he was an Egyptian, he had converted. What did he say? Which means he considered himself to be part of the ancient Egyptian people, and not some new people who are living there. I will have my son marry and so the third generation will be able to marry into the Kahal, because the third generation Egyptian convert can marry in. That's a Sugyan Kedushin, but where the father is the mother, follows the father, etc. But the point of this is that he was testifying about himself, that he understood he was part of this ancient nation, and the Egyptians haven't come and gone, and somebody else is there. So we, you cannot now interpret the pasuk, pasuk one on the page, to say that Hakadosh Baruch Hu does not punish a nation until they're on their way out, which means they're only going to get hit once. You can't say that. Rather, um, a king is only punished when he's about his way out. All right, good. He learned that as a comment on this pasuk, not on the pasuk in Shayao. I am Hashem, literally, I have not um, changed, and you, Bnei Yaakov, have not disappeared. But the drash of Shaniti is, I haven't done it twice. Meaning, I did not attack a nation twice. You, Bnei Yaakov, have not disappeared. What does that mean? 
in the Tochav Moshe, Hashem says, I will expend all of my arrows on them. Meaning, my arrows will be expended, but they won't be expended. They're here forever. Am Yisrael, it is. This is another version of it. Kodesh Baruch Hu does not punish somebody until they've completely... Uh, their, their sin is complete. In other words, they're, they're, they're kind of beyond hope. Shinamar b'malot sfeiko yetzer, yetzer lo. Right? When he finishes, then he, that, that's the, when, when he's finished, that's when HaKadosh Baruch gets him. Shachonir ha'pap ma'nichti v'anu tzadikim adonai la'isharim navatila. Why should the tzaddikim sing to Hashem? What does that mean that the straight ones have to, to the straight ones praise is uh, pleasant? That's okay. Navetihila meaning a place of praise. What is that? This is a reference specifically to David, the tzaddikim, David and Moshe, that their enemies never were able to take control of the things they built. What's that? David is the mikdash. And Moshe is the Mishkan. David Yichtiv Tavu Ba'art Sharei in Echad says that the gates of the Mishkan of the Mikdash were sunk, and that's the famous Agada about the Mikdash kind of disappearing so that they couldn't get a hold of it. Moshe Damamam Mishiv Ne Mikdash Yishol Nignaz Oham Moed Krasav Krasav Yichav Mudav Adonav. Once the first Mikdash was built, the Oham Moed and every, all its appurtenances were buried, so nobody could ever touch it. So Hecha, where is it? The tunnels that are underneath Eichal, that's where it's all found. Alright, back to the Sota. Sota looked towards a man who's not for her, this paramour. What she wanted, she didn't get. She ended up marrying him. And what she did have, she lost, which is her husband, and maybe her life. Everybody who, anybody who looks towards something that doesn't belong to him, what he wants, he doesn't get. He loses what he has. It's never a good idea. Famous, the primordial snake described in Breshit Gimel had the same thing. There's a strong Midrashic strain that the snake was really trying to get Adam killed so he could marry Chava, and he had a sexual uh, interest in her. That's what he wanted. He didn't get that. He lost what he did have. Because Baruch said, I want him to be the king. Now he's cursed. I wanted him to be walking upright. Now he walks on his belly. I thought he should eat human food. But humans eat. Now he'll eat dirt. He wanted to kill Adam Mary Chava. Now I'm going to create enmity between you and your snakes and and uh, and the woman and her kids. The same is true about Cain killing Havel. According to Midrash, he wanted the third sister that was born. Vikorach, who was a levy, but he wanted more. Uvilam. V'doeg v'achitofel v'gechazi v'yav shalom v'adoniyahu v'uziyahu v'haman all these people who had greatness but they weren't satisfied with it they wanted more that was beyond what they were supposed to have they lost that and what they originally had they got taken away they wanted what was beyond what they were supposed to have they did never got that and what they had they got taken away
Alright, So back in the Mishnah we said that the woman started with her thigh. Mananimili, and as we said, and therefore the thigh goes first. Mananimili, either in Mishum Dirtiv, if you're going to quote the Basuk, where the Kohen says, You better accept this oath and understanding that Hashem, if you're guilty, Hashem is going to make your thigh fall and your stomach explode. But in the description it says, It says her stomach and then her thigh. So Abaya so says, in the curse, he curses the thigh first, because that's thematically what should go first. But when the water actually do their work, they go down, so they start with the stomach. Even in the curse, with the imprecation, the coin says that it's going to hurt the stomach and then the thigh. The answer is, The reason there, the coin's letting her know that's the order it's going to happen in. Words, that's not the curse, that's the description. So people should not come and say, Ah, oh, you see, it doesn't work the way he said it works. So the whole thing's bogus, etc., etc. Therefore, he lets you know the order it's going to happen in is going to be stomach and then thigh. But the curse is first on the thigh, because that's what you used to seduce this fellow. Okay, we'll pick up at the next Mishnah, which is the end of the parak. As far as the Mishnah goes, we'll have several podcasts till we complete the whole sugya of midah, kenek, and midah. Uh, and several wonderful, wonderful agadot will come along with it. Everyone should have a wonderful day.